is Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com and this is episode 41 of the Sophie Art Podcast which is a little podcast I do each week about art and things and this one is going to be about stuff and this one's going to be about a a few things because I took the last couple of weeks off so I'm going to talk about that and I'm going to talk about um, well, the main things I'm going to talk about is podcasting, restructuring how, restructuring the process of how you go about doing things, and loneliness. Because this time of year, loneliness seems to become quite a big thing for a lot of people, including myself. So that's this week's main topics. We've got the book book which is a book I haven't finished yet, but I'm on chapter, I'm on chapter 7, and it is called Journeys Out of the Body by Robert A. Monroe. So that's the book book, and then we have the little art tip of the week, (laughs) which this week is going to be a very little one about the benefits of drawing before bed. So that's this week's podcast. I thought I would start last week's week's podcast. You can find show notes and stuff at sophielawson.com. And I thought I would start. I didn't. I didn't intend to take some time off, but I just had. I got hit by this thing of like feeling like I needed needed a break. So actually, instead of doing the podcast, I went up to Saltram, which is the local woods, and I just sat with my tree friend which I haven't done for I hadn't done that for quite a long time it'd been a few months since I'd done that and I I felt like I needed it and that was really nice and then the next week I didn't do a podcast because with Christmas there's a lot of stuff and then I didn't do a podcast the next week either and I wasn't going to do one this week but I thought I've got to but <laughs> oh this is part of the, what's, what I'm going through right now, where I'm talking, is part of the issue I have with podcasting. So I'm I'm tempted to leave all of this in, because what it is is the reason I've got to ch- I've got to change the way I do the podcast, and I've been thinking about it. So I took some when I took that time off, I've been thinking about how can I, because what I want to do is I want to focus on studying, because studying is key. And I I know how far away I am from where I want to be, with like drawing, like characters from my imagination. It's such a completely different skill set to, like drawing realistic drawings, and I know it's going to take quite a long time. So. I really want to focus on studying and doing the podcast. It's one of the most fun things I do. I love doing the podcast, and it's weird because the last few days I've been having. Like withdraw symptoms from not doing the podcast, so I really love doing the podcast. But the thing is, it it takes me. Well, I've worked it out because what I did was I started timing how long it was taking me to put a podcast together, and it actually worked out about eight hours. So it's like an hour to record it. The actual thing of recording the podcast isn't that hard. It's all the editing and stuff that's taking me a lot of time. So I. Because I want to, st- I want to focus on my studying, 
and eight hours a week to do the podcast is a large amount of time and I I can't keep doing that for the rest of the next year so I have to change something and I thought do I change it and make the podcast like monthly or maybe once every two weeks do I do that or do I keep it like the other option because the only reason it takes so long to edit is because the way I talk sometimes I I stumble over my words and stuff and I have that thing of like wanting to be like perfectionism I guess <laughs> so I'm constantly well not constantly but I've gotten a lot better but I'm very a lot of the time I'm repeating things if I don't say it the way I want to and what I want to do see there's two ways I can go here I can either keep editing the podcast the way I am and only put the podcast out once a month or something or I can say to myself I'm going to start recording podcasts and not doing any editing and the thing is when when I started the first episode <laughs> see like what happened just there with my voice I probably would have reset that phrase because my voice broke up and during the first couple of weeks um, the first couple of months of this podcast the, f- the first 10 episodes or something I was always editing it took me ages to edit because I was a lot more nervous then so I have got better but um, during the podcasts my voice does play up a bit and I think it's because I put a bit of pressure on it so I know that if I could just relax my voice would be alright like as good as it can be so I feel like if I just say right I'm going to start doing these podcasts and not doing any editing that's going to be I think it might have the benefit of actually allowing me to loosen up and relax because it's like well if I mess up it's tough and in a weird way I think that will be a positive thing so I really want to do that and I'm going to try and make this one be the first one so I'm going to try and have this one not have any editing in it and I'll see how that goes so and if I can do that I can keep the podcast I'd, I'd either do once every two weeks moving forward or maybe I can keep it as once a week I'm going to see how it goes because I really want to put all my time into studying and I, I want to do like YouTube videos and stuff I've got so many ideas for YouTube videos and th- I've also timed how long it takes to do videos and strangely it only takes about an hour to do like a 10 to 20 minute video so like I could do so many more videos and I feel like videos are more you can do more things with videos because obviously it's visual as well and so there's part of me that wants to to sort of well I did actually think do I just stop the podcast for the next few the next year or so and focus on videos because I can study and while I'm studying I can do the videos and the good thing about this is when you're doing the videos talking about what you're studying you're also learning and the same thing happens with this podcast when I'm talking about things on the podcast I'm also learning and and that's why I love doing these podcasts and videos and stuff so I'm just that's where I'm at at the moment I'm trying to work out because at this time of year I always look back at the year and see what I've done what's worked what hasn't and I look to what I want to do next year and the main thing I want to do next year is have a year of like studying but I also know that there has to be balance 
because if I go all in on the studying, I'm going to end up burning myself out. So there has to be a balance. And this is another thing. If I'm doing the podcast at eight hours a week, like the things I would cut out are like going to Saltram, which that is good for me. Because when I'm at Saltram, I just do nothing. And like sometimes you need to do nothing. So I don't want, I want to have a system next year where I can do everything, but also have moments where I do nothing <laughs> to get that balance. So that's where I'm at at the moment. I'm trying to work out how to do it. And what I've also noticed is if you talk about what you're thinking about, it makes it real. And instead of it being in your head, when you start talking about it, it somehow makes it easier to do it. So like the fact I'm saying now that I'm going to try and not edit this podcast, I've sort of made, um, what do they call it? They call that something. It's uh, accountability. It's like you're making yourself accountable for it. And that's one of the good things about art challenges like Inktober and stuff. When you say you're going to do it, it sort of keeps you focused to do it. Um, so that's where I'm at at the moment with the podcast. But I will say, if you if you're thinking about doing a podcast, I really do think it's the best thing you could ever do because you'll be amazed. It's very easy to do, but, but it's it's easy to do because all you need is just a little microphone, and it's so easy to stick it up onto the website and stuff. The hard bit is like editing. So if you can. If you can be one of these people who doesn't care about like things being perfect, it would be so much easier for you. And I think that might be one of the main things I have to learn is is to let go of like trying to make things perfect. I feel like that's maybe what the um, thing of podcasting is for me because I do I feel like everything that comes into your life is teaching you things and it's like when you look back at it you realise wow that thing there taught me stuff it's like lucid dreaming is teaching me about fears oh that's something else at the end of this podcast I'm going to talk about a tiny thing that happened uh, last week when I had a, my third session of Reiki Reiki healing it was really weird and I, I'll talk about that at the end um, but I've lost my train of thought now <laughs> I was t- oh, lucid dreaming is about fears and when you look back at ev- when you look back at everything that's come into your life, you can actually see that it's all teaching you things. So I feel like the main thing about podcasting for me is it's teaching me that I I can accept my voice the way it is, but that I I have to the the part of accepting it means that I have to accept its limitations as well. So that's where I'm at. And if I can, if next year if I can do the podcast without editing that would just be like such a massive breakthrough for me because like I say I I just feel like that could have so many benefits in the future like doing videos it would relax me on the videos and that's something I've noticed is it's much easier for me to do videos now because of all this time I've spent doing podcasts and so let's say in like 20 years time you wanted to be say running an art class where you're talking in front of people again I feel like years of doing videos and podcasts it's going to make it much easier to talk in front of people so like I feel like all these things are like it's 
everything leads into everything else. There's no way that I could go in front of people and talk like a year ago, but now it seems kind of possible because of the podcast. So this is why I know that I have to keep doing the podcast. I just love this podcast and I have quite a few people messaging me saying nice things, which does help, but I don't know whether this sounds right, but I'm doing this podcast for me really, (laughs) in a nice way. I want to help everybody, but I know that it's going to help me, so I think sometimes when you help yourself, you do help others, which is quite nice. Um, So that's, that's the main thing there, but the last two weeks, so one of the things I've started... I've made myself cry a bit like. <laughs> That's me having a drink, which happens a lot during recording, and I normally edit that out. <laughs> but, so what I've been doing is, I've, I've had a system for the last few years, and this is all about getting thoughts out of your head. So, again, when you're making goals and things that you want to do, you have to have a system to get it out. Because if you keep it in your head, you're either going to forget it or it's just going to get messy inside of you. (laughs) And it will become overwhelming because you'll have all these thoughts. So what I've been doing is, I've there's an an app which you can get on the PC, on the Mac, iPhone, Android, everything. And it's called Wonderlist. W-U-N-D-E-R-L-I-S-T. And what you can do, it's like a... It's a really good little, like, to-do list, but you can add photos on it. You can have multiple, like, bullet lists within one to-do list. It's just, it's an amazing thing, and I've, I started using it in 2014, I think. And you can have, like, folders, so you can have, I've got, like, a folder saying things I want to draw. So if I ever see something, and I think, I really want to draw that, I can just quickly open this app, stick the name of the person or the character or whatever it is into that folder and then in 20 <laughs> 20 years in say a week's time you think you sit down and you think I want to draw something you can go into that folder and see all the things that you wanted to draw and it you might draw it then so it's a really good way of capturing things the problem is I've captured so much stuff in there that it's it's become full it's like I've got I could go all over the place because like on my PC I have a folder called stuff and it's just full of stuff but there's so much stuff in there that I don't even open it because like I I don't even know where to begin with that and the same thing has happened with my wonder list where there's so many things because I've got a folder called website and it's all these things I want to do on the website and it must have like about a thousand entries in it (laughs) so it's it's pretty much become a bit useless because there's just so much stuff in there and what ended up happening was I ended up not using it because it just got like too full up so the last week I've been sorting out my wonder list because um, it is the it is an amazing thing and on the website I've got this there's a section called inspirational and I look at inspirational artists and what I what I'd done was I had a folder called inspirational And I could go in there and I could study an artist's paintings and just write out like keywords and quotes and stuff. And it it was a really good way of turning 
everything, as I was studying the artist, I could capture all this information and then it was very easy to, on the PC, copy all that data into like a website, into a page. So it was a good little process. But again, I'd stopped using that. And one of the things I want to do for next year is study more artists because I've been working through the website svslearn.com. I've so far I've done three different courses and it's absolutely amazing. I was going to make this podcast be about SVS Learn, but I think that's going to be early next year. Um, but I, I can't wait to talk about that because it's such an amazing website. And they've also got a podcast, which is Three Point Perspective. I'll put links to everything in the show notes. But they talk on there about the importance of studying masters, because it's it's a way that you can sort of reverse engineer what they've done, and then you can start putting that into your work. And what they say on there, Jake Parker said that, let's say you study 20 artists, and... If you can copy what they're doing, so it looks like they've done it, what you do then is you put those 20 artists together and that will, in the end, become your style. You'll take bits of each one. And I did a podcast a few months ago about the benefits of copying other artists' sketches and stuff. So what I thought was, and this is like a mini aha, I've never done this before, but what I want to do next year is put together more inspirational artists onto the website but part of the process of doing that is I'm going to look at their artwork I'm going to pick one of their paintings and I'm going to copy it and then I'm going to make that part of the website so it's, it's almost like I'm doing two things at once by I'm going to be studying them I'm going to be finding new artwork which is always fun I'm going to be learning how they've done it which should help, hopefully help me. And I'm also going to have like new little sketches and stuff. So I just feel like it would be a really good thing. And I'll be able to talk about it on the podcast and make videos. So it will all come together. But it's all going to start by having a little process in Wonderlist, which will allow me to capture everything like really quickly um, and make it easy to put onto the computer. So I'm... I'm doing that at the moment. Another thing on that wonder list is I had a folder called Inspirational Artwork. And what I did was every time I saw a photo, a painting, and I thought, I love that. I want to either find more more of their artwork, more of the artist's artwork, or I want that to be part of the website. What I would do is I would screen grab that on my iPhone, stick it up into Wonderlist, But I ended up with like... I think I had 89 um, images which I had to go through and again it got so complicated in there that I would stop using it. So what I've done is I've changed that and I'm now uploading any inspirational artwork directly to Dropbox which is much easier and it also means I can look at all the artwork at once because with Wonderlist everything is inside a folder so I had to keep clicking on everything to find all the images so I guess what I'm saying is I'm just looking at all the things I'm doing all the little processes and I'm if it's not working I'm finding a better way to do it so that next year and moving forward like at the foundation everything is much easier and more streamlined so that 
I can get I can get on with doing the proper thing, which is making things instead of feeling overwhelmed. Um, so that I don't. That's really what I'm. That's where my ma- my mind is at the moment, and I'm also restructuring the menu on the website because again I want to simplify everything. At the moment, I feel like it's a bit too complicated, and I feel like if I can simplify everything on the website, it's going to help me produce more stuff. Because I've got so many like drawings and stuff I want to put on the website, but it's I've made it such a complicated thing to do that again I, I don't do it. So I've made some templates on my computer, which is again going to make that easier. So. I'm just making everything as easy as I can and one of those things has to be the podcast. I have to find a way to make it easier. Um, So that's basically that. (laughs) Hopefully there's some nuggets of something in there. I was going to talk about loneliness because of this time of year. I think I'm going to put that at the end with the Waikiki healing because it kind of links in with that. So... So, oh, there was something else, is next year, I'm going to start doing something else, which is, I've picked up a passion planner, which is like a diary, but it's got, every day is broken down into hours, and you you set yourself goals for the week, and goals for the month, so each week, you can review what you're doing, and I I think it's going to be a way of being able to keep keep focused on my goals, because again, I've been doing that with my little diary, but because this is a a journal that's focused on doing that, um, I feel like it's going to work much better. So that's something else that I'm doing next year. <laughs> Passion planner. I'll put a link in the show notes. But let's go into this week's little art tip, and the little art tip is all about. It's again to do with svslearn.com. Because what, what I did was, the first course that I did was How to Draw Anything um, by Jake Parker. And one of the things he, he had on there was this little drawing exercises of drawing shapes in 3D. Um, but sketching them out over and over and over again. Pages and pages of shapes in 3D. So that you can learn how to draw shapes in 3D. And... What I did was, every night before bed, I'd spend 30 minutes to an hour just drawing shapes in 3D. And I've also recently started, what I'll do is I'll write a word, like dream, and then I'll turn that into perspective. So that makes it a bit more fun than just drawing cubes and stuff like that. And it's also a bit harder because you've got weird shapes. So the little art tip is just about finding 30 minutes or something at the end of the day just before bed I think that's a good time to do it where you can just quickly well not not you're not limited you're not um, focusing on how long it <laughs> see I probably need to edit that out do I no I'm not gonna edit so you just find 30 minutes before bed and well firstly it relaxes you so you go into bed like quite chilled out because drawing is relaxing but you're also studying and learning and it's only 30 minutes but it will all add up and it's amazing I've done it for 30 days so far 
And when I look at my sketches of from the first day, compare them to now, 30 minutes a day is not that long, but my lines are improving so much and the quality of my understanding of perspective has really improved. And that's only 30 minutes a day. And you could do this with anything, so it doesn't even need to be with drawing. Um, it could be like anything. If you want to learn something, 30 minutes, that's all you need. 30 minutes a day, um, and you will see the benefits at the end of the month. Like, well, it doesn't have to be a month, it could be just a week. <laughs> but like, I'm going to keep doing this, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to evolve it, so probably in about another 30 days, I'm going to turn it into... Instead of drawing shapes and text, I'm going to start trying to draw like vehicles and little characters from my head in perspective. Because the reason you draw the shapes is, if you can draw the shapes in 3D space, you can pretty much draw anything because everything is just made of shapes. So you, again, you start simple and work your way up. So like, what will happen is, in a couple months time, before bed I'll be drawing little characters for 30 minutes before bed and again hopefully a couple months doing that I will see an improvement in my ability to draw characters so that's this week's little art tip really it's just give yourself 30 minutes before bed and focus on practicing something that you want to get good at um, and the, the other thing that's really good about this is because I I'm also trying to learn and improve my ability of lucid dreaming. Well, well, just hit the mic. Whilst I'm drawing for those 30 minutes, I'm listening to podcasts on YouTube about lucid dreaming and out-of-body stuff. So I'm going to bed. Not only am I going to bed chilled because of the drawing, I'm going to bed satisfied because I know I've done some drawing. I'm also sleeping on it so when you sleep whatever you've done before bed you're going to be processing that so if i'm drawing shapes in 3d space there's a chance and i have had dreams where i'm drawing shapes so i'm going to be even pr improving my drawing skills whilst i'm sleeping because it's fresh in my mind but the other thing is you're going to bed listening to lucid dreaming and stuff so you're filling your head with like ways to lucid dream which is going to increase your chances of lucid dreaming. So again, you're, it's like what I said earlier about stacking things up to make, like just make things easier. That 30 minutes, I'm doing two things at once. I'm practicing lucid dreaming and practicing drawing. And it's only 30 minutes. So that's this week's little art tip. It's just give yourself 30 minutes before bed and do something that is going to make you better. <laughs> that's this week's little art tip let's get into this week's book book I think this is the first paperback book and what's really good about this book is I got it from eBay second hand and on the front cover somebody has wrote, wrote their name and dated it 1977 which is amazing that means this book is like 40 year, 41 years old 42 years old that's unbelievable 42 years old and it's still in quite good condition really but this book is 
called Journeys Out of the Body by Robert A. Monroe and it's all about he's it's all about really him it's all about our body coming to him he never asked for it it sort of came into his life he was at first he was scared of it and our body is where you basically go out of your body <laughs> it's like it's like um, it says on the tin but the, the thing about this is he Robert Monroe actually invented the phrase out of body so that's why this book is probably quite important it's the first time anyone in the West I think really was talking about this sort of thing so what why that is important is because he didn't have anything to study he was having these weird out-of-body experiences at first he was really scared of it he then started to um, like do experiments basically and this book is all about his experiments inside of the outer body and I'm only on chapter 7 I'm probably about a quarter of the way through and so far he himself doesn't really know he's trying to work out what the out-of-body experience is and this is fascinating because you're going through it as well but he he's got a lot of knowledge and he set up the Monroe Institute which is probably the, like the biggest thing in the world for out-of-bodiness so he what I love about him is he went into the outer body and instead of um, I don't know what I like is he went in there and he did experiments he's gone in there in a very it's this like spiritual thing but he's gone in there in a very scientific way and I've never known anyone to do that and I, I don't think anyone did that before him so he's he goes in he'll like what I read last night was he went in and he had this experience where he was lying on bed and he went out body he felt the vibrations he then rotated himself he was he was now looking at like a black void um, of nothingness basically and he was thinking what's that at first he was a bit afraid so he he came back to his body but the next night he went there again and he put his hand in and he felt another hand so it keeps going like this and at first he's he get he's afraid but then he starts going into it and every time he wakes up he's writing what he's learned and he's like he's putting it all together and he'll keep repeating things to see if there's consistency and this is something else I've noticed with lucid dreaming with especially false awakenings it, it seems to have a consistency which it, it makes you feel like you're going into another reality um, and he's basically coming away with the same thing that this out of bodiness you are going into some other sort of other reality and it's just fascinating to see where his mind goes and I can't wait to see like what he ends up finding out and it also helps you because he's because he's writing it after he's also dropping in little, little tips and stuff of how to do things um, so I'm going to keep reading this book and I'm, I'm going to talk about it in the future episodes but so far I'm really enjoying it but it is actually not like I thought it was going to be I didn't know much about it but I kept hearing people talking about this book, so I picked it up, and at first, I wasn't sure if I liked it. Um, but it's just grown on me the more I've got into it, because I like the way he talks and stuff. And he's, some of his experiences are so, like, amazing, really. Um, I just wish 
I, I really wish he was still in the physical world because he's died. He has died now. But I wish he was still around now because he could do videos and stuff. He he didn't do many videos and stuff like that. And I just feel like I would love to see more of what was inside of his head because um, I just feel like he knew so much. And so that's basically it really. I'm really enjoying this book. It's Journeys Out of the Body by Robert A. Monroe. And I'll keep coming back to it. It'll probably be maybe a couple couple episodes time or something. Um, but yes, I definitely recommend that book. And that's this week's book book. There's, the other thing I was going to talk about is loneliness, especially around this time of year. I think what I'll do is I'll talk about the last Reiki healing session that I had. Um, because what happened is, um, this is the third one. And the first one, I spoke about on the podcast before and she when she did the reiki which is what she does is for like an hour you lie on the bed and she the the reiki healer she moves her hand around different parts of your body which i believe are to do with the chakras and what she does is um every every point she goes to she puts her energy into there um I don't really know how it works, but I know that it does work because I felt so many amazing things. And this last one, when I, I, I opened up to her before the session, because I've been struggling for the last couple of weeks, and I feel like it is to do with loneliness and Christmas and stuff. So I opened up to her, and during the session, I was having lots of it just felt like every time she because what happens is she'll put her hands on say your arms and then she'll move her arms but every time she went to move her arms i kept getting hit with this feeling of like oh please don't move i it was just i was in such a really blissful place i just i wanted to stay there forever i didn't want her to move and i kept feeling that and then right at the very end she put her hands on my feet and what started happening was, I started feeling the vibrations, which are very similar to the outer body vibrations that I felt. And at first I was, I was thinking, is she doing that? Is she like vibrating my legs? And then I soon realised that she wasn't. And because I also knew that the feet are the last part. Like after the feet, the session's over. And I was thinking, I want to stay here. I want to see what's going to happen. And then what happened was, like really vivid, and I mean so vivid, it was as if it was in front of me. This little tiny bird flew across from the left to the right. Just a little tiny bird. And I was still having the vibrations, and then she took her feet away. And I was just lying there thinking, like what just happened? And I feel like it's something to do with, well it's got to be something, it's the same realm as like out body and stuff but later on I after the session we sat down and we were talking and I, I said to her right at the very end this little bird flew like, into my vision like crystal clear and she said that's quite amazing because she uses birds so when she's doing the healing she uses birds um, like as a, a way of getting the energy so I didn't know that, 
and I just thought, thought that was really cool because it, it to me it proves that there was something there and I kept having these feelings of like a deep connection with her and she said during the session she had this she sometimes gets this thing where she can't tell where her hand ends and the person's body begins it's almost like she she said it's almost like she melts into her body and the thing is in I think it was 2013 I had a meditation where that happened where it felt like my arms had melted into my body so there's something going on there where I don't know <laughs> but there's something going on and it, it was just amazing and and then th that night I had a load of dreams about these little birds flying onto my hand so but there's to me there is definitely something going on with Waikiki healing and it's probably one of my most favorite things to do now and that goes into loneliness because I think this time of year is rife. Do, do you know what I? I want to talk about loneliness, but I don't know whether I should because I I feel like it should be its own podcast, and it's such a deep topic. Okay, I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit. So what happened was yesterday, last night, I found I found out that a member of my family committed suicide, and. I know that a few years ago I was at a place where I was as close as I feel I could possibly be to committing suicide without actually doing it and the only thing that got me through that and a large part of that was loneliness because especially being transgender you you do feel like an outsider a lot so I feel like a lot of transgender people when I went to the support group, a lot of them did suffer from like loneliness and stuff. But what happened was, um, I feel like the most important thing, the only thing that got me through that like year of, of suicidalness, one was drawing, and the, and the other thing, which I think is probably the main thing, was talking about it. And I think if you talk about it, like I said earlier, when you talk about things, it just makes it different and the person that I was talking to was my therapist my gender therapist and she is she was and is the most important person in my life without her I would not be here I know that so what I think is if you are suffering with loneliness and it's definitely a thing at this time of year you have to talk about it you have to talk about it to somebody um, just even if you're talking to a random person on the street just talk to somebody about it and somehow I don't I don't know how but somehow it, it helps um, but what I wanted to say was this one thing that happened during that which changed everything for me and what happened was there was this one night I woke up like feeling just incredibly suicidal so I actually went to Saltram which is like the, the place um, like the woods nearby it was the middle of the night I got out of bed I just rode my bike over to Saltram um, and what happened was I got onto this little path and there was a street light 
up above the path, but there was nobody around because it's in the middle of nowhere, really. And I just lied on the path, and the, the street light was lighting the path. But it was very light, light, <laughs> light, light, and book, book, light, light. <laughs> but I was just lying on this path, crying my eyes out. And I, what happened was, I was creating this little puddle in front of me, and I could sort of see this puddle. Like, it was like a puddle from my, my tears. And this night changed everything. It somehow put everything into perspective, because I felt like, I guess my thoughts had gone, had got the better of me. And I felt like, whatever it was I was suicidal over, and it was probably, because at that time I wasn't, um, I was struggling with trying to present myself as Sophie, so it was probably just feeling like it was impossible. And um, I was lying on this pavement, I was watching this puddle get bigger from my tears, and then I started seeing a load of little ants walking back and forth across this path. And I started thinking, I don't even know what happened, but those little ants, it just, it just put everything into perspective. And I almost feel like maybe I was meditating on those ants or something, but I started thinking about how maybe the reason I'm here right now is to cry on this pavement, to create this little puddle of my tears, and maybe those ants are going to feed off that puddle, which will keep them alive. And if I hadn't been there, those ants would have died. And maybe those ants staying alive is like one of the most important things for the universe or something. <laughs> and that sounds silly, but it was just, I felt a connection for the first time in that moment and that's what I was that's that's what I was missing and that's probably what my suicidalness was about it was a lack of connection so by going out and just being with nature really I connected so that's another thing there's, there's another way to deal with loneliness is to go into nature and connect with nature and you realize that you're never actually alone you're only lonely if you allow your thoughts to say you're lonely because you're never alone I, I think I, I felt that that day but it's definitely important to talk to people and especially at this time of year because I have been I've had a couple of weeks of feeling quite bad really but at the same time I've got this balance of feeling bad but also somehow it's not got the better of me um, I've been able to keep my thoughts because I know that I'm in control of my thoughts yeah, it's a really complicated thing this it's not easy at all. But my advice is if you're suffering with loneliness, talk to somebody. And if you think you haven't got anyone to talk to, you have. Because you can just talk to anyone. Just go outside and talk to somebody. <laughs> you can talk to me if you want. So that's basically it really. Go talk to somebody and be with nature. Because na nature seems to heal everything. That's really this week's podcast, I think. You can find 
show notes and stuff at sophielawson.com and I just want to wish you a happy Christmas, <laughs> a happy Christmas, and I hope 2019 is amazing and I hope you enjoy these podcasts and I'm going to find a way to get the balance between doing these podcasts and everything else. I'll find a way and hopefully I can stop editing them so much which will free up a lot of time which would be nice so happy 2019 and happy christmas and i'll see you next year for episode 42 of the so free art podcast (laughs) and all that's left is this week's inspirational quote and this one goes to somebody called lama marut who is a monk and he is the first like inspirational person that I ever started listening to. In 2013, I, I only ever used to listen to video game podcasts. Because this was before I was drawing. Well, this was just as I started drawing. But I didn't realise that I, I wanted to really pursue drawing. So at that time, it was just a little fun thing I was doing. Um, but I was mostly playing video games. So all my podcasts were about video games. And then I just thought, why don't I start listening to other things? Like, I was also, because that was at the same time when I was starting to realise that I was going to have to like go after this transition and stuff. And I knew how hard it was going to be. So I was, I was searching about um, like how, to have, how to have happiness, really. And he had a load of podcasts about happiness. So I started listening to them. And I really liked Lama Marut, the way he talks and stuff. He is so different to all the other monks. And I I haven't listened to him for a couple of years, really. Because I feel like sometimes people come into your life. And they're the perfect person for that moment. But when when you evolve... You need somebody different with a different mindset and stuff. So when I first started, he was perfect, but now I I need, I feel like I I get more benefits from different other people. <laughs> but he is definitely amazing. And one of the quotes he had, which I've I've never forgotten, it's one of my most important quotes, and it is, it's like this now. And what that means is, whatever is happening. It's like this now. So if you are, let's just say you are suicidal, if you can somehow, just for a brief second, get your head out of that place where you're feeling negative, if you can just say, it's like this now, it puts it into context. A bit like those ants. It takes you, it makes you realise that whatever you are thinking is not real. Like, whatever that negative thing is, it's not real. And these ants, they're just... They're just like going about their business because they probably realise that it's not it's not important. <laughs> it isn't important. It just I I, I think we need to be like the, the ants. Just just enjoy yourself. <laughs> but like whatever is happening is like this now. So if you are super happy and like you're having the best day of your life, it's like this now. If it's a really boring day and which which I don't think I don't think I've never understood people who say they're bored because like there's so much to do I don't see how anyone could be bored but let's just say you was bored 
you can say it's like this now. So in other words, whatever is happening, it's like this now. It's the ultimate way to find acceptance. And if you are transitioning, I, f I feel like that is one of the keys to being able to transition is accepting that it's like this now. So if somebody throws abuse at you, it's like this now. It takes you out of the moment and it, it just helps. So this week's international quote goes to Lama Marut and it is, it's like this now. Lama Marut. Say you're lonely because you're never alone. You're never alone.